Hi everyone, it is Ange. So this weekend I found at my new house this scrapbook. And to be honest, at first when I looked at it I thought it was a little serial killerish. And the second thing I thought was, oh my goodness, how cool is this? So I just bought my house a few months ago and you know, you find things sometimes. So, this is what I found, and it's very interesting. So, I found this scrapbook, and it is... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Filled with newspaper and magazine articles about FDR and like Wallace Simpson and Edward. So first of all, the first thing that interests me is not only that these are about FDR and his family, what I'm really interested in doing is very carefully taking these out of the pages and seeing if I can read the news or magazine articles that are on the back because there's something on the back of these pages and we don't know what it says and it could be interesting. So I thought we would do a little bit of that today and yeah. All right. So here we go. So this page is I'm going to gently pull it out it's two I believe again we looked So it seems like this person has somehow glued it, but I can read a little of this one. So the person has, it seems like, glued it to some paper, so I don't want to pull too hard. In the back of this one, it's like they're big photographs of of FDR. And so I can read a little bit of this back one without pulling it. I don't want to destroy it. So the back of this one says, Homeward Bound in New York City, Crossroads of the World, the People of 
almost every nation on the face of the earth still maintain their traditions, customs, native foods, and in many cases, their colorful costumes. Each week for 47 weeks, the Sunday Mirror magazine has taken its readers to one of these exotic lands in miniature right here in New York. Each week, our cameraman has taken a natural color photograph of a beautiful foreign girl in a native or distinctive costume. Today, the Sunday Mirror approaches the end of this long series with a presentation of Hawaii in the South Seas in New York. The series will be concluded next week with the Gypsy Gypsies concluded only because we shall have completely covered the nations represented here. We shall have completed our tour round the world in New York. Now, I can kind of see a little of the photograph just a little corner of it. Like I said, I don't want to pull too hard. In between both sides of one sheet of paper are these are these photographs of FDR. Now the girl that's supposed to be representative of Hawaii first is, is, it is definitely not a Hawaiian woman or girl. It is very, the only thing about Hawaii that I see in the corner of this picture is a palm tree. That is about all. And I honestly can't move it anymore because I will destroy this. And I really, I really just couldn't get that out of my head. I can't. I wish I could read the rest of this article. The gentle painter genius who talked with birds. So yeah, these are the first two pages. I'll put this back very gently. So the next page is just another full page photo of FDR. It's a little older in this picture. And when I flip it over, yeah, so this is Dunkirk and it says allies great embarkation at Dunkirk pictures just released by the British 
actual combat scenes taken on that bloody, the word is cut out, these hard-pressed commies, armed only, cut out at the dreaded Nazi sky raiders, crews cut out of death on ships offshore. And it is by the British, by the way, what's this? By the British Combine. So yeah. And there are a few articles cut off in this one. And I'm gonna pull this out because this one says, Roosevelt made me and I'm never forgetting that, says Farley of the man he made president. And it looks like, I guess that's Farley and President Roosevelt. And it looks like they're like having a little talk off to the side and they're smiling. And yeah, wow. So the next is newspaper article and it is a photo of so this next one is a newspaper clipping and it says awards aviation trophy in presence of high-ranking officers of the navy president roosevelt presented the herbert schiff memorial trophy to Lieutenant Commander Arnold J. Isbal, commander of a naval training squadron at Pensacola, Florida, which won the award for best safety flying record. Also guys, yesterday was President's Day, and I'm not exaggerating, and this is on President's Day is when I found this. And on the back, it has, so this is an in interesting, shopping with Peggy, steal time for beauty. And I want to look at stealing time for beauty by Patricia Lindsay. And it says, I know Christmas is only three days off. And you still have a million things to do. You didn't get your shopping done early. And then one of the family has a cold. And you were called upon to help with some local charity. I know. Every woman gets into a similar jam just before the holiday. But what's happening to you in this hectic rush? Take time out, my love. And give a good squint at yourself in the mirror. 
Don't you think a morning or afternoon at a beauty salon would do wonders to improve the woman you see? Just think of the glorious relaxation you could have while agile and cool fingers bring fresh fruit beauty to your countenance. What gay expression these two eyes will show when they are delightfully soothed, plucked of unlovely stragglers. Treat yourself to a little beauty. Who wants to see you with your hair a mess and your expression so fatigued that you look like Scrooge himself? If you take some time out today, there are still two days before St. Nick arrives, and having made yourself more lovely, you will find your tasks a little lighter. And then it says, beauty thrill. Many moments are wasted in a bewildered, tired uncertainty. Take a good night's rest after the beauty thrill, and your perspective on things will return with a bang. You will get through your chores the more quickly. And if a salon visit is not within the scheme of things, take yourself in hand at home. It is not quite so relaxing, but still, it sets you up a peg or two. And then there's shopping with Peggy, and there's a recipe here. And it is for, it's my favorite recipe with shopping with Peggy, and it says, the inquirer will pay $2 for each recipe published in this column. Mail your favorite recipe to my favorite recipe, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Philadelphia unpublished recipes will not be paid for nor returned. Today's winner, Mrs. Alex Hunter of 1138 Maryland Road. And she sent in a recipe for deviled cauliflower. One head of cauliflower, one can of chicken soup, one cup of water, a quarter teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of pepper, one teaspoon of mustard, half a teaspoon of paprika, one tablespoon of lemon juice. Cook the head of cauliflower 20 minutes in boiling water. Drain and place in a greased baking dish. Make a sauce of the other ingredients using the flour for thickening it. I don't believe in the list that there was even flour, so that's interesting. Okay, so let me put these back. On the back of this clip of James Roosevelt gets James Roosevelt gets on well with Farley and serves as liaison man between him and the president. How weird that his own son wasn't able to speak to him without a liaison. Yeah, it says James Roosevelt gets on well with Farley. Farley serves as liaison man between him and the president. So I don't know if it's James that's the liaison or Farley that's the liaison. Hmm. So 
So on the back there's a picture of these people. And it says, what I can read, it says, in 1914 until 1916, living as a gypsum salesman. And they're like these well-dressed people with like a bowler hat on and holding a cane and So I'm going to put these back as gently as I can. Okay, so the next one is Roosevelt sitting in a chair with his coat covering the chair and he's sitting at his desk and I know guys like everyone always gets steamed up and excited when they see a photograph of Roosevelt standing and I get it, it's cool, he couldn't walk, so seeing him standing up is interesting. However, when I see him standing there, especially after seeing the movie Hot Springs, I don't. I just see him in pain and awful, and it's awful to me, and it just makes me feel awful for him. So seeing him sitting and smiling and laughing makes me feel a lot better for him. And so yeah, like... This picture of the chair, you can kind of see. He's sitting on his chair, but his coat is covering his chair. So you can't really see the bottom of the chair. And it does look like a wheelchair, but I can't say for sure it's a wheelchair because I can't really see the wheels. That makes sense. And I'm wondering if whoever made this even knew. Because I think a lot of people didn't know he couldn't walk. So I'm curious. I wish I could go and ask them if they knew. Anyways. So this article says Franklin D. Roosevelt, the man. Whatever his contemporaries or posterity may think at of the politician and statesman, the man who triumphed over who triumphed over blighting physical affliction to become the happy leader of his country is assured 
of lasting rank among the heroes of human spirit. So maybe they did know. So I'm going to pull this out again. Oh, wait. That's interesting. So I thought... That's crazy. So yeah, this person probably did know. Because as I am go to take the page out, I realize the article that I just read to you was its own little cutout next to him sitting in this chair. Hmm. So I'm gonna pull it out and see what's in the back, like a nosy person that I am. Let's see what it said. Oh, language. Ooh, ooh. Oh. Again, this person has covered the back in a sheet of acid-free, it looks like, yellowing, probably not acid-free paper. And it looks like it is... Guys, I wish I, I could, I had the ability or the strength within me to just pull this off. It's, I just can't do it, I can't bring myself to do it. No, don't do it, okay. Okay, well, no, no. Anyway, so it looks like I'm trying to read between. I'm trying to. French liner Lafayette. Something about. I'm assuming it says consumed by fire in dry dock at Lay HA. And what I can read, it says. Before midnight on May 4th, an engineer aboard the French liner Lafayette cradled in dry lock at oh, I can read it now. La Havre for, for overhauling preparatory the summer tourist season. Tried to light one of the oil burners attached to the vessel. The vessel's 18,500 HP diesel engine. A plume of fire shot from the part of the newspaper article is cut out, so I can only read like two letters of the word, so just bear with me. I'll try to get through it. Spread with devastating speed through all of the oil stores. Burst the lounge rooms to eat thousands of dollars worth of furnishings. Members of the skeleton crew trapped in the bow were rescued last minute by use of a gangplank swung into place by an electric. In a few moments, the vessel was ablaze throughout her 577 foot. The entire firefighting force of La Havre, aided by apparatus nearby, communities fought the flames. In three hours' time, how blank it was plain to all that the 25,000-ton Lafayette was an utter wreck. Destruction of the Lafayette was the fifth fiery catastrophe by French shipping since 1929. 
the luxurious Paris was badly aged while lying passengerless and crewless. The Palais Javert in August, the area in August, the Asia burned and sank while carrying Muslim pilgrims. Two in May 1930, the George Philip burned and sank in May with a loss of 52 lives while returning from her maiden voyage. The 42,000-ton Atlantic, largest and fastest ship on the South American run, burned to junk in the English Channel. The Lafayette was launched May 10, 1929, smallest of the line's transatlantic carriers. It was nevertheless extremely popular. Sailed with staterooms filled to their capacity with a quota of 1,068 passengers. I can't see the actual photo because it's covered by the... And this one is a magazine article. This one was magazine. And this is another full page photograph of Franklin Delano, Delano Roosevelt. And on the back, it says Washington and Lincoln. The birthday anniversaries of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln will be observed by all Americans with the most profound reverence this February. As symbols of the ideal for which we stand as a nation, the integrity, far-sighted wisdom of the father of his country, and the homely, common sense and self-sacrificing humanitarianism of the martyred emancipation assume a stronger significance today than ever before. The character and high ideals of Washington and Lincoln have always been and always will be an influence in the development of the character, ability, and of every generation, because their ideals had spiritual foundation, and their policies of carrying them out were tempered with tolerance and sound business principles. What we owe to their character, patriotism, and ability to direct the blink and actions of the people along the right lines was never more nearly manifested than at this moment. As we observe the birthday anniversaries of these two great leaders, let us increase our faith in the ideals and aims, continue building our country and improving our policies on a, on a basis of justice to all, regardless of race, color, or religion. And it is signed and I can't I can't read who the signature is. I'm sorry about that. Okay, so let's put this back in. And I think we can do like one or two more pages. This is a large large as you can hear. large scrapbook so 
skin color. I think we went through like three pages, guys. There's like a mazillion left. is Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, I got that one there. And let's pull her out. Seems like there's a lot of articles in this one. So this might be our last page. We'll see. I love Eleanor. I hope there's something about her in the back. So on the back of this magazine photo, and again, it's a full page photo of Eleanor. And on the back, it is a letter from the editors of Life magazine. And it says, this letter is an advance notice of a picture story which will appear in Life's next issue. Because the story is without precedent among magazines, we think you will, beforehand, what it is, decided to publish it. Some of the um, backing paper that was originally on this. So it looks like this is what I am assuming happened with this book before I continue with this letter. So. It looks like this book was in one of those, I don't know if you've ever seen this, it's like a journal or like a photo album and they would use like, they would put photos directly on this piece of paper, right? This like acid free, quote unquote, it wasn't, but it, paper and maybe these this person's children or someone unaware took these photos and these clippings out of the scrapbook and put it in this plastic in these plastic sheets inside a binder so some of the pages have the paper that they pulled it off of. They shouldn't have done that, but they did. And, well, here we are. <laughs> so, so, it's a newspaper. It's a letter from the editors, and it says that the pictures are from the remarkable film called The Birth of a Baby. And the story behind life's story is briefly this. About 15 years ago, the American Committee on Maternal Welfare was formed and now consists of representatives from 20 of the nation's leading medical and child welfare organizations. And now consists of representatives from 20 of the nation's leading medical and child welfare organizations. 
Its primary purpose was and is to reduce the excessive maternal mortality rate in the U.S. Its primary obstacle was and is the almost universal ignorance of the problems of motherhood and childbirth. Searching for a way to carry its message to the public, the committee two years ago decided to make a motion picture and this film is the result. The birth of a baby has been shown privately to preview, to preview audiences and publicly in certain cities, notably Minneapolis and St. Paul. It has been acclaimed by doctors, educators, child welfare authorities, churchmen, public officials, and private citizens. On several notable occasions in the past, Life has cooperated with medical groups to further the public knowledge of medical subjects. This policy has won for its editors the Clement Cleveland Cancer Award and the approval by doctors of this of its picture stories of on pneumonia and tuberculosis. To Life's editors, however, the film posed new and serious problems. It is wholly and sincerely frank, dealing with problems of motherhood, prenatal care, and actual childbirth. Before publishing it, Life consulted well its public responsibility and sought the opinions of many distinguished persons. The decision to publish it has has been taken in light unanimity of opinion that this is something which the public and all the public ought to see. Dr. Fred L. Adair, chairman of the American Committee on Maternal Welfare, says, Life is performing a public service in devoting its pages to an impressive and dignified pictorial summary of the birth of a baby. One question remains, should children see it? The Committee on Maternal Welfare emphatically believes they should, they should, provided they are old enough to understand it. Ms. Catherine Lenroot, Chief of the Children's Bureau of the U.S. Department of Labor, says, I heartily approve Life's action in publishing this sequence of pictures. In my opinion, it may well be seen by children of adolescent age. Of course, parents should see it. One preview guest was Bruce Gould, editor of the Ladies' Home Journal, which has been a leader in the anti-syphilis drive. Afterwards, Mr. Gould said, I want my 10-year-old daughter to see it. The pictures from the birth of a baby will appear in the issue of Life dated April 11th. Reaching you April 8th, they will be printed on the four center pages, easily removable if you wish. The final decision must, of course, be yours. Whatever your decision on this point, we hope you will agree that the publication of these pictures is for the good. Signed, the editors. Wow. Now that was... You never know what you're going to find in the 40s, in the 1940s. Okay, so let's take out this picture. This is another picture. Okay. 
Franklin and his America. And it is a, on the back, it is a advertisement. And it looks like it's for spark plugs, champion patented. Under the strict surveillance of the AAA contest board, stock cars recently left Los Angeles for Yosemite National Park, 314.5 miles away. Every car was carefully prepared for, and every driver was intent on one thing only, extracting the most miles per gallon out of every gallon of gas. So, some champion patented spark plugs. we can do one more page because there's so many more about on here about Eleanor This one is so this one is a photograph. It's another magazine article page. I believe this is a magazine. And it's Eleanor sitting with Shirley Temple and a man on the bottom and it says on her trip to hollywood mrs roosevelt formed impressions on many stars from temple to taylor studied the studios carefully now in this article she tells why she thinks the stars of today are popular and issue a challenge to producers of tomorrow and if she only knew what would happen with child stars so on the back, um, I'm going to try to read what I can from the article. And it says, Hollywood in 1918 was a bustling little prairie with a rambling brand new center called the Hollywood Hotel in Culver City and Burbank, a studio or two. People were interested in the place. They read the stories of riches pouring into studio coffers and pouring right out again into the laps of new-made stars who thereupon built palaces in the hills and threw $50,000 parties and rode, and rode in mauve Rolls Royces. People read these things, glanced in interest, and looked in the mirror, folded up the clippings for a promised land by the outstretched again with the no it's 
whoever pulled it out of the original scrapbook just did a bad job. Having somewhere to eat and sleep, discovery by casting directors, born into hostess with shrewd it's covered up, borrowed money, rented a boarding house, made sure that neither her beds nor dumplings were lumpy, and settled nervously down the supporting down to supporting her four offspring and their incredible appetites. Gretchen accepted the great change in stride with immeasurable pleasure. Here, suddenly, was color and movement and excitement after the many drab months. Here were sand piles. Here were other little girls with long braids, which when pulled created momentary breathless furies, with, which satisfied her bursting vitality. Here were adults who exclaimed over the loveliness of the two older sisters. Yes, but who tossed lollipops and fine indigestible gumdrops at Gretchen as consolation. They were varied, they were a varied company, a storybook come to life. Living in the next room to hers, the boarded man who recited Shakespeare and grumbled incessantly against the indifference to his talents of someone named Zucker, the dancer, pale and slim, who sometimes danced alone in the gardens, but who coughed rather dreadfully. Afterwards, always, she went away suddenly one night in an ambulance, and there was the woman who sang so loudly, the boy with the blonde wavy hair, soft voice, and the fat man who kept, it's covered up, you must not touch them. And that's where it ends. And this next photograph is of, it's an, this one's a newspaper clipping, and it's FDR, and I'm trying to read, eh. it's kind of folded over on the name, and it looks like, okay, I think we got it. John Nance Garner and President Roosevelt. And Garner is holding a cigar and he has his arm on Roosevelt and they're both laughing hysterically. Or something. Um, <clears throat> on the back it has something about a fire. Um... Leaders slate six sessions, Girl Scouts open activities of year Wednesday. Czech volunteers, Lee Bon, son of the Chinese general Li Hong Wongs, has joined the Czech army in Praha to complete his military training.
Okay, guys. So we have read what we have left over. And there is many, 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 many more. So we have plenty of more precedent stuff for for the week of precedent day. If you guys want me to do more, please of course let me know. And yeah, I enjoyed this. I hope you guys did too. And I will see you all again soon.